morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Ongaku Ryu, the podcast where three friends come together and bring to you what is new in the Japanese music industry. This is the week of Thursday, June 3rd of 2021. I am your host, Luna, and with me we have Gray. What's happening, dudes? All right, all right, all right. In the great words of Matthew McConaughey. It, <laughs> it is Dos Compadres for the time being, just in case you didn't tune in last week. Unfortunately, Ken has some family matters to attend to at the moment. So he will be a little ab- absent for a bit. However, we look forward to having him back in the future and we wish him and his family well. So with that, Gray, how are you? What have you been listening to this week? Yeah, no. Uh, this week, it's been kind of light. I've been uh, out of work the past week or so. And uh, since I'm around the house a lot, I was dog sitting. And uh, <laughs> I, I just wound up playing uh, a lot of video games and stuff. So I, I didn't really listen to a whole lot this week. Just pretty much what I have been listening to. Like uh, Kimito Doko Kae Ikitai by HKT48. Uh, I've been listening to that. Uh, I have been listening to uh, this week's MC, which we will get to. And uh, earlier today, I actually kept listening to the Oricon songs that we're going to talk about this week because uh, I thought we had a good week. Slight spoiler it's for later in the show, but I, I thought we did. I thought we had a really good week, and I really spent the back half of today listening to the Oricon. So. Nothing too special. I, I got a lot farther in SMT3. I'm getting pretty close to the end, I think. I think I'm three quarters of the way through that game. So nothing, t- nothing crazy. What have you been listening to, Luna? So it's actually been a very interesting week. I, usually I have a heavier music week, to be honest. But due to some jaw additional work I've done I've been on the phone more than being able to listen to like my background music so I haven't been able to listen to as much as I wanted but I have found some very very interesting things I've listened to this week I discovered a new singer slash rapper called Juna Hayama I started checking out her Jesset album which was actually pretty good and she had a single she released last year called Kisama Nanisama which I really enjoyed, or actually was released in 2019. It was Reboot that released last year in December, and that was fantastic. But I discovered her on YouTube on accident on a Tokyo Drift uh, freestyle video, and I loved her checking her out, and she was very interesting. And also went back to Jasmine. I actually went to her 2.0 album and mainly Kokoro Zashi featuring AK-69, and Fallen featuring Flack. I I just have been addicted to Jasmine lately. And also her song Kimiwa Tomodachi is amazing. It has such a great jazz feel. And Aisha has actually been trending on my playlist again with her Pink Diamond album. I've had her all her more upbeat tracks like Candy Love, Super Positive, Shy Demo E stuck in my head. So I've been playing that in my car when I've had to drive. Also went back to Emmy Maria's Bluebird album. I always go back to the same three tracks, Scream My Name, Nobody Like You, and ASAP. And I just love Emmy, and she's just amazing. 
Also was listening to some Dean Fuchioka, just random tracks by him. And I just, he's just a joy to listen to. Also Fujikaze, I went back to Hidomi with her magic album. Addicted is one of my favorite songs. Also, I went back to someone who I, when I first got into J-pop, I fell in love with. And it's Hino Uchi Emi. And she recently started releasing music again. And it made me so happy to see that. I highly recommend following her on YouTube. She has a lot of covers that she's done over the last couple years. And she has some... A new track she just dropped a day or two ago that is amazing. It's Watashi Rashiku. And I love her. And I'm so glad she's coming back to music. And she's also been going through some troubles and has been speaking out about what's been going on in her life. And I am so happy that she's doing that because I think that's amazing that she's standing up for herself and for others who've been in the same position. So I just love that about her. And I'm just glad to see she's doing music again. So I went back to a lot of her older tracks like Goody Memories, Magic, Hey Boy, Trap, and I just, I still love her style. So also went back to Cream. Their Lovey Dovey single that just dropped is fan-freaking-tastic. Went back to Edu, and I went to her Spotlight album, mainly for 20, One Last Time, produced by AMPM, because that song is amazing. And also Spotlight is just fantastic. So those are the main things I've listened to besides the Oricon, which has been fantastic. Also Bandmate. How could I forget Bandmate? Because I dropped back into them and finally started listening to their newest album that came out. And I freaking love it. Unseen World is fantastic. And I loved like every track. And I went back and listened to Conquer. And World Domination, I just started going through all of Bandmates music, and I just fell in love with them. And just kind of been jumping around, to be honest. There's been so much good music released lately that I haven't really known what to go for, because it's just, there's been so much out there. So I know, I guess it was somewhat of a heavy week, but still pretty good. And with that... We will jump into our topic this week, which kind of goes into one of the artists that I was listening to. So our topic this week, we did something similar to this where we recommended a actress who is currently releasing music. So now we are doing a gender switch. We are recommending an actor who is currently releasing music in the Japanese industry. And I think me and Gray are both very excited about this because Gray, I know you've been wanting to introduce your artist for quite some time. So why don't you start? Oh, yeah. And longtime listeners of the show have heard me talk about this guy for a long time. Huge, huge fan. And so I wanted to to do Masaki Suda. And I I just really love Masaki Suda. I love his music career. It's a lot of fun. It's really interesting. So everyone that listens to the show knows I'm a huge Kamen Rider fan. And I actually first discovered Masaki Suda not through Kamen Rider, uh, but through My Hero Academia, because he did the fifth ending for My Hero Academia, Long Coat Philia. So that was what got me started down the Masaki Suda. I hadn't reached Kamen Rider double yet, but Masaki Suda, uh, 
is one of his most prominent roles and what he's mostly known for is playing Philip in Common Rider Double. And that does that is currently my favorite season of Common Rider. And I just I hadn't got to Common Rider Double when I was first introduced to Masaki Suda. But it's it's really, really good. And he's always been like really musically talented. Even in Common Rider Double there's an episode where Hilm and Shotaro join a music contest that they have to sing at, and you get to hear Masaki Suda sing. And when he's on that stage, you know he is going, you know, he's going to have a, an amazing career. Fun fact uh, in that episode, it also features Aya Kamiki, who appears as a judge. For that episode, and she does the opening for the season. So if you're an Aya Kamiki fan, you might want to check out that episode. It's really fun. I love her. I'm so glad she's yes. finally doing more music again. Yeah, well, I know she had a kid last year. Yes, she did. Yeah. Yeah, she's awesome to see yeah. live, by the way. Like, she's fantastic, and she's a super sweet person. Uh, she seems sweet, and she's got a great voice. But... Uh, yeah, uh, moving back on to Masaki Suda. Uh, yeah, he's... Even though he's really transitioned over, he's doing a lot of music stuff now. He still is in a lot of movies, and I didn't realize this until I looked up his his filmography. And uh, obviously, uh, Philip from Kamen Rider Double is probably his most notable role. Uh, if you're a Death Note fan, he played Yuki Sheehan in Death Note Light Up the World, Light Up the New World, which I haven't seen. I don't know if that's any good or not. I, I haven't heard good things about it, but it, it might be good. He's also played the lead role in My Little Monster uh, as Haru Yoshida. And he he's actually got several upcoming movies. Uh, the most notable one is... Luna, I know you're a horror movie buff, so you might be interested to know this... They're actually doing a Japanese remake of Cube. I did see that. And if I'm correct, Cube was already a Japanese movie in general. So this will just be a remake of a remake. Actually, I think the Or is I it Thai? Actually, I think the original is Canadian. You know what? I'm thinking of a different Cube because there is a Japanese movie called Cube from... Let's just say this. Um, there is a... Another movie called Cube. There's Cube is too generic of a name. Because oh, it's it, silk. It, it really Gosh is. darn it! I got my movies mixed up because it's really similar to something else. Never mind. Ignore what I said. But yes, I am very interested in this because we own that the the movie Cube, and it is a '97 movie, and I know what one you're talking yes. about. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've always heard good things about it and I, I've wanted to see it because it's one of those movies that's um, trippy sort of and I, I've always wanted to see it but he plays one of the leads in the Japanese remake of Cube and he also another big notable role he was in the live action assassination classroom movies as Karma Aka Akabane yeah but I think Karma Akabane I think and just what little bit I know of Assassination Classroom is a pretty minor role, but in, yeah, he was in there. In Gintama, he was in both Gintama live actions as Shinpachi Shimura. 
But he wasn't a leading role, but I mean, being related to anime, I know it gave at least him some boost. Yeah. Uh, He he also is the voice of Shazam in uh, the Japanese dub version of Shazam, which is interesting as well. So he's had a he's had a busy career, and the fact that he's released two albums, I didn't even count how many singles. It it's impressive. I, I'm always impressed by Masaki Suda. I think he's a talented actor. He's a definitely a talented vocalist, and you know you really hear it in his music. You know his first single was Mita Koto Mo Nai Keshiki, uh, which is a Really interesting tune and is pretty catchy. I I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, one of my favorite songs is "Kiss Dake Day," which features Aimeon, and that is a wonderful song. Very wonderfully moving ballad, very slow, very nice. And his latest number is "Hoshi O Ogo Algo Algu Algu Algu." I don't know why I said Algo, but "Hoshi O Algu" is another really really good song that really shows off his vocals so he's really been on a hot streak as of late i know niji last year was really popular because that was used for the doraemon movie too so he he's really been on fire as of late and i'm i'm always eager to see what he does next and i just absolutely love masaki suda and yeah, uh, I am very curious to hear what Luna thinks of Masaki Suda. Masaki Suda. Oh, I think Masaki Suda was a great pick because he has some fantastic songs. He is an amazing vocalist. And one of my favorites is Machiga, Machigai Sagashi. And I, some of the songs you picked, I absolutely loved. I thought his newest one, Hoshio Aoku, was amazing. And that was one I had not had a chance to listen to yet. And I love Niji. We got to enjoy Niji quite a bit on the Oricon. And I thought Kisdake De featuring Aimeon was fantastic. It was absolutely beautiful. And I loved every bit of it. And I do remember him doing Long Hope Philia very vaguely. <laughs> I need to rewatch that that season. But I mean, I'm I'm so glad Masaki Suda switched you know decided to do music because he has the voice for it i mean he is extremely talented and i i just absolutely love him and some of the songs he's done with like you know Genshi, like hi uh tao is just amazing so i think he just has such a great vocal capacity and he's a treat to listen to so i am like super happy you picked him yeah, no thanks. And we finally got to talk about him because him falling in that category is he is a he's done a lot of acting. I mean, in shows and movies and done leading roles. So he's one of those who I think is is amazing at both. He's what you call like a superstar because he can do, you know, he do, he has his hands in several pots and does a very good job at it. Yeah, yeah. He he it, it's always amazing to see like what all he's doing and what like how many pots he has his hands in. I was like, I don't know how he sleeps at night because it seems like he's so busy working. And, uh, you know, there, he's definitely making his mark. And I, I'm always eager. Like I said, I'm always eager to see what he's doing. 
And I, I'm actually eager to check out that Cube remake. It's like I haven't seen the original, and I'd like to see the original, but I think the Japanese twist on that might be a lot of fun. So, oh, absolutely. So, so my pick was someone who has branded himself all over East Asia, to be honest, and it is Dean Fujioka. So he is not only an actor, but he's also a model. And he's also directed a few things, mainly mainly video music videos. But he is a big, I would say, a pretty big name in most of East Asia due to his language capability and also his modeling. Is he he actually had a very big career in Hong Kong as he was in several dramas that were very very popular along with several films. So I think for him, he has branded himself very, very well. And he speaks Mandarin, Cantonese, Japanese, English. I mean, he he's very well versed. And I actually, I'm trying to think how I discovered him. And it was it's just because I, I didn't watch a lot of the notable roles that Dean Fujioka was in. He's pretty much known for Roy Mustang from the live action Fullmetal Alchemist, Junichi Katsuragi from Sakamichi no Apuron, aka Kids in the Slope, the live action to be specific, Takaya from Angel Sign, Miss No Good, which is a big Taiwanese drama, and one of his newer dramas, Sherlock Untold Stories, which is a J-drama. And I've, I watched the Fullmetal Alchemist live action and I remember seeing him in there. But I remember also listening to his music around the same time because his album History in the Making dropped and I thought it was a very interesting just because I saw the cover and also his name on it and some of his music, a lot of his tracks on an album are in all English. So I was, I was very surprised because he incorporated not only English into his album but also Mandarin and Japanese. And I like that he does that with his music, that he he shows that, you know, he has something for his fans all over Asia, I feel like. And he tries to incorporate them in because he did have a big career in China and he still does all over Asia, if you think about it. And he has a very good career in Japan. And he is a I feel like he's become a household name just because he he's very international. And that's one of the things I pers I really do enjoy about him is he he's a very versatile person so as for his music goes is i i want to we actually have talked about him on the oricon several times because he when he does have a ep or a single he charts and i remember shelly charting and i actually remember his newest one charting which was takeover so for me I, I like I love his voice. I absolutely love Dean's voice. He's a very serene and recognizable voice. And he utilizes not only his language skills and his music, but also his songwriting skills as he writes he not only sings his songs, he writes them as well. And I find that very impressive because someone who is not only a model actor and does has so many hands in the pots also writes his own music. And I think that is an amazing of itself. Most of his music is super chill. And I love that because a lot of the R&B 
stuff I listen to today is super chill. And that's what his his history in the making album reminded me is a lot of the stuff I'm currently getting into. And re-listening to this album, I appreciate it even more. Especially songs like Speechless. It's probably one of my favorite songs by him as it's very smooth and it fits with the style of music he does and it fits with his voice because he has this uh, smoky and smooth voice and you just kind of feel it come through the music. And I love that his compositions are extremely unique as it he makes it work for what he does and I love that about him. Also, his lyrics are very relatable, especially when you listen to them. And I feel like that's another reason he's so appealing to me is because of that. And I don't know if it's because he writes the songs himself, but they're relatable on all levels. So Dore Mi is another one that I absolutely love. Super chill, interesting composition. And his voice also doesn't have that smoky sound that it does in some tracks. It's more of that smooth R&B feel. And he also shows his vocal skills more in Do Re Mi than in most of his tracks, which I love that. And that's one of the first ones that actually caught my ear from what I remember. It was on his Let It Snow EP, and it's also on his History in the Making album. And his newest single, Takeover, is amazing. I remember we talked about this in February when it dropped. It made the Oricon, and I was very pleased to see that because I love seeing Dean Fujioka on there. And... His voice is super smooth in it, as always. Catchy chorus. I love the composition with it. And I think Dean knows how to utilize his vocals. And that's why I love it, is he knows how to match what he's doing with his compositions, even though sometimes his compositions may seem off. But I also feel like it flows with the genre that he goes with, which is that chill R&B music, the one you sit to enjoy, you want to sit and have a glass of whiskey with. So that's how I feel when I'm listening to this music. It's smooth, just like I like my whiskey. So great. I'm curious to hear what you think of him. I know we've talked about him on and off, but it's been a while. So revisiting him, what did you think of Dean Fujioka? Yeah, no, it's very interesting. And um, I they will tell you off air like I have the worst memory so sometimes you have to remind me that we've recovered we've covered stuff and and whatnot and Dean Fujioka is a name that I know I've heard I know we've talked about and you know you've you've definitely seen him around he does have a reputation and it's very interesting it's very I really like his the fact that you know he knows so many languages like that that's an accomplishment how many languages does he know it's like seven seven yeah that that's crazy so you know that that that's really really cool i think to know seven languages i barely speak one language and that's english and i know just a little bit of japanese so for for me it's, it's really interesting just to see like how much how many languages he knows but he's got a really good voice and great vocals the thing about Dean that I thought was really made him stand out was actually his the compositions he chooses to work with. They're very interesting. They're they're a little different, and it's one of those things where there's a, some of his songs that I've listened to. I like his voice, but I don't like the composition. 
So it, it really created this weird relationship within the song itself. But uh, overall, he's insanely talented, and it really shows. You know, songs like Speechless and Do Re Mi are really, really good. Do Re Mi, like Luna said, is just great showcase for his vocals. Uh, his latest song, Take Over, it's pretty interesting, and it's different. It definitely leaves an impression on the listener and yeah it, it was very nice to kind of just go back and listen to him and really discuss him in a meaningful way so I, I really liked it i'm glad to hear that and he speaks five fluently so i'll say that offhand but he does speak more than five it's just five he speaks fluently so it's japanese english gotcha. cantonese mandarin and indonesian so i just That's wanted crazy. to specify that for those listening but it's extremely talented to know all of those, and that that's a difficult thing. But I'm I'm really glad to hear that you know you enjoyed him. I know what you mean about the composition. It does seem a little wonky at times, but I also like his rap because one of the other things I didn't know is he's also a beatboxer. So when you hear some of his tracks and you hear him rap in it, I just, I feel, I find that so nice. I would like to hear him go all out and just, just do a full rap song one day and not just put a little bit in there. That would be nice. Um, I did have a question for you. Have you seen or are familiar with any of the works that Dean Fujioka has been in? Uh, not really. Like the only thing that I, I would, I would say I'm familiar with, uh, which like heard of, uh, would be the full metal live action, full metal alchemist movie. I did see trailers for it. I, interestingly enough, I don't think I actually saw a trailer that featured, maybe, uh, maybe I did, but it seemed like the, a lot of the trailers for that movie focused on Ed and Al, but I haven't seen full metal, the live action, full metal alchemist. Uh, and part of me wants to just morbid curiosity but i've been told not to and time is limited so i'm just i've just kind of stayed away from it uh that would be like the closest thing that he's done that i'd be familiar with other than that i can't say i've really seen be familiar with a lot of his work so it's not horrible it's just not good yeah you know that that I don't sometimes it's better to be horrible <laughs> than not good because at least you can get like that like laugh at it factor out of it but there are things I liked and didn't like about it I feel like I need to give it a rewatch but I don't even remember what I scored it on Letterboxd uh I saw it not too long after it hit Netflix in the U.S. and I don't even I I, I I'm known to like really bad movies because I have fun with them. But I will say this one I remembered. It's just, I don't even think I scored. Oh, I scored it two out of five. So, and I didn't put a like on it, which meant it wasn't good. <laughs> but I, I I will say if you're a Fullmetal Alchemist fan, check it out. You're a Dean Fujioka fan, check it out for that factor because there are some cool fight scenes in it. The CGI is really hit or miss. Some looks good, some looks horrific. My issue was it was all over the place due to them just mixing up the story so much. But I think the actors themselves did a very good job, or at least the best they could, in, given probably the script and the situation, to be honest. so. Yeah, and well... Full Metal Alchemist is such a 
complicated story to try to condense it down into one or two movies i don't think it's doable i i think if they were wanting to tell an original story using the characters that might would have been better uh but to adapt the original source material i i don't think you could do it in two movies much less one and it sounds like from what you were telling me earlier there was supposed to be a sequel and they never got around like the first one didn't do good enough to for a sequel to be made so it's just like you get half of them half of the series so yes they pretty much mixed it up so much that yeah they can just do with the movie that's out but it's obvious there should be a second one that's just the obvious factor in looking at it it's just not a uh, there, let's just say I don't remember much about it. I remember a certain fight scene and I don't want to ruin it for anyone who hasn't seen the movie or hasn't read the manga or watched the anime because it will ruin things. But there is a, a fight scene between Dean Fujioka's character Roy Mustang and another character and it is a fantastic fight and it's very iconic in Brotherhood and I'm going to specify Brotherhood because it's not an original. But I, I feel like that was one of the most memorable things, which is really sad for me because there should have been more memorable things, but there wasn't. I will say I think Dean Fujioka's character stuck out the most. But maybe it's because Roy Mustang's my favorite character, so maybe I'm just biased. I'm, I mean, Roy Mustang's my favorite character as well, so... I understand that. (laughs) I would gravitate towards Roy as well. Yeah, so I think Dean Fujioka did an amazing job. And as a vocalist, like, I personally enjoy his music. And I'm really glad we got to do this topic. That way we got to explore the two different male vocalists who have a completely different style. Because Dean Fujioka is way more... I would say R&B chill music, especially his History in the Making album, while Masaki Suda is just an amazing vocalist and has more pop rock type of feel to him. Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree with that assessment. I think, yeah, Dean Dean is definitely R&B. I, I don't even think you could mistake him for anything else than that. But yeah, Masaki Suda, I would say he's a lot more in the pop vein. But he can branch out a little bit and do do some other stuff. And, you know, I, I, I like the flexibility of Masaki Suda. But, I mean, they were both really good picks. And uh, it really turned into a fun week to just kind of dive in and to listen to both of these actors. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. And I'm looking forward to see them both on the charts in the future. They're, they are both very popular artists and actors in Japan. So seeing them on the Oricon in the future will be a treat and I'm sure they will make it on there with their next uh, releases. Same. All right. So, and with that, we are going to move on to this week's music corner and gray, you had the reins that I did that I did. And honestly, I don't. I don't think my pick is going to surprise anybody because uh, he's. I wanted to go with somebody who is really hot right now, and so I went with Fujikaze because I mean, Kirari has just been burning up the charts as of late. So I thought it'd be a really good opportunity to t- take a look at the man, the myth, the legend, and really see 
you know, where he comes from. So uh, Fujikaze is a musician and singer who hails from um, Satosho in Okoyama, Japan. Uh, his whole life, he's really been fixated on music, listening to jazz, pop, Inca, and classical musics from a pretty early age in life. Uh, at the age of 12, uh, Kaze started uploading videos to YouTube with him playing piano and doing vocal cover videos. Uh, his personal YouTube channel actually had managed to accumulate over 30 million views when while he was private. Uh, he stopped uploading videos to YouTube during high school to focus on his studies. And after he graduated, he went right back to making videos. Uh, in 2019, uh, Kaze moved to Tokyo where he signed on with Universal. And that same year, he started releasing music. So, I mean, he's fresh out of the gate. Uh, his debut single, Nan Nan, was released on November 18th of 2019. Uh, and his second single, Mo Ewa was released a little over a month later on the 24th of December in 2020. Kaze dropped his first album titled Hurt, uh, Help Ever Hurt Never, which was released on May 20th. Uh, Fujikaze, just going back and listening to all of his works and all of his music, this guy. I think really has it all. He has one an amazing voice that he really knows how to use and put to put to great effect. But also like he's a really talented pianist and I think it really shows his talent especially his piano talent. If you check out his cover album which is Help Ever Hurt Cover album that is a really cool album that came out also last year it was on the charts last week and that album really is a bunch of american tunes it has taylor swift shake it off and ed sheeran shape of you and they're really just some very interesting songs on that cover album that really just blow your mind like a jazz piano cover of taylor swift shake it off it sounds a lot better when you hear it. It's just really, really good. Shape of You is really, really well done. And so I really feel like his his really his talent for the piano really comes out in his cover album. But his regular stuff is really good too. His, his stuff that he writes for himself incorporates more instruments. Uh, there is usually a piano in it as well, and so you do get to hear that. But sometimes it kind of fades a little bit to the background because it's a more complicated composition. But when he does covers, it's just piano and his voice. So, but for me, the song that really brought my attention to Fujikaze is his song Kirali, which I do have in the article because that that is just such a fun song and it's it's cool. It's hip. Is, is so catchy to listen to. I've heard Kirali, I don't know how many times. And every time I hear it, I just love it more and more. I, I really have grown to like Fujikaze in such a short time. And to go and cover him has just been a treat. And I can't wait to see what he does next. I think he's going to have a, a bright future ahead of him. And I am very 
eager to see what he does. But that's uh, what I think about Fujikaze. Luna, I, I know you're a huge fan of Kilali because, you know, we both covered that when it was on the Oricon. But going back and listening to his music, were you able to like him more, get more of an appreciation for him? Oh, I totally have. And hearing you talk about a lot of his different tracks, I wish if you wrote more about him on the write-up on our website. I know you only talked about Kirati, but it's great hearing you talk about his herp, uh, his Help Ever Hurt cover, because some of those songs were amazing. So I kind of wished if you would have wrote a little bit about like shape his cover of Shape of You or Shake It Off, since they were fantastic. And I agree. I think Fujikaze just... Did an am- he he is a very unique vocalist in his own right, and I feel like a lot of it it's because he writes his own music for one, and like the compositions are what really blow him out of the water. To be honest, what he does with the piano is just amazing, and that's one of the big things that caught my ear is his voice one is he has a very nice easy listening voice and those compositions are like bam in your face good so some of my favorite songs personally like yasa shisa was beautiful moewa i loved as well i will say probably my favorite track is when he released last year and it's called hedemo nio and I love it because it's a very upbeat track. It came in, came out in October last year. It is amazing. And it also doesn't sound like his other songs that are more chill and more relaxing. And I love that about him because he brings something funky and fresh to it. I also thought Tabiji was really good. And that one came out a couple months ago. So hearing Kirati on top of all these other tracks to show his progression in the industry and how his music stands out. And Kirati is still one of my favorite tracks by him. But he has so many other good ones. His Help Ever Hurt Never album is just amazing. And I'm disappointed I missed out on the vinyl, which just got reissued and is already sold out. And his Help Ever Hurt cover is also very good. Like you mentioned, Shape of You and Shake It Off, which... I'm familiar with as they were very popular when I worked retail. I also enjoyed his Be All Right off that album. I thought that was one of my personal favorites. And Close to You was also really good as well. And the thing I love about his Help Ever Hurt cover album is what he does with the composition. He takes these cover tracks and some I've heard the original, some I haven't. He makes it fit him. And he does it so well that you know this is distinctly Fujikaze. And it is due to that composition. Because he adds the piano, the jazz, his style, his uniqueness that makes him him. And I love it. And I'm glad he did this because this is the cover album I like. I don't like your typical, I'm going to remake it and do the same thing or something really similar. He takes it and says, I'm going to redo this and make it my own. And that's what makes an artist great. So I am so glad you picked him because he has been a fantastic listen and he's going to be one I'm going to keep going back to. Oh, yeah, most most definitely. And yeah, the the reason I call specifically Shape of You and Shake It Off were all is just this might sound really bad, but those are the only two songs on that album that I knew the originals for. 
And so, so like there was, I liked the whole album. I don't think there's a bad song on there, but I, it's hard for me to talk about like the originals of some of these. Cause I, was, I, I don't know who sings, sings them. I haven't heard of them and stuff like that, but shape of you and shake it off were two massively huge popular songs. So, and I've heard both of those and I, I will say I actually do like this is this is a guilty pleasure of mine. I do like Taylor Swift "Shake It Off," but after hearing Fujikaze's rendition of it, like it's now my favorite version of that song because that jazz piano version of that song is just that damn good and it just it really just sells the song. And I I do agree with you. I like it when the, you know they take a cover of a song and they really just mix it up and really make it their own and really put their stamp on it. And the thing that I really liked about the Help Ever Hurt cover album is that's really him in a lot of ways going back to his roots because that's how I got started on YouTube is him doing vocal covers and pianos. So it was really nice to see him do that and to see it rechart last week was also a really nice treat. And I, I will say one, go check out Kiyadali, but if you only listen to one other thing he puts out, listen to that Help Ever Hurt cover album because it, it's worth your time. It, it is really good. I Again, listen to everything that he puts out because it's all good, but uh, that Help Ever Hurt cover, I think, will sell you if, if Kiyadali doesn't. But yeah, it's, uh, yeah he, he is a lot of blast, and I'm really glad you liked him, Luna. I think I, I'm, I'm a little saddened that Ken's not with us because I really would love to hear his, his two cents on Fujikaze. I wonder if he, I think he would like him, but I don't know. I'm sure Ken, he I does. Don't assume. Uh, I'm sure I actually, Ken does. Cause when Fujikaze first put out his album, help ever hurt never last year, Ken actually covered it and has been following him. So I know Ken is a fan of him as well, but I would love to okay, hear cool his opinion on the cover album and see what he thinks of it and i know that released last Same. year physically with as a as a part of the limited edition for help ever hurt never but it was recently reissued so but i would love to hear yeah. ken's thoughts on that yeah same uh, what other tracks, because I know you really only mentioned Kidadi in the write-up, but what other tracks yes. off Help Ever Hurt Never did you enjoy as well? Or any other tracks of Fujikaze's, of his specifically Japanese tracks that weren't on the cover album? Yeah, no, uh, I will say I haven't heard a song yet done by him that I dislike. Just, just to be fair, I, I really liked all of his discography, but... Uh, just to call out a couple of others that uh, I did wind up enjoying quite a lot. Uh, Tabiji uh, is a really good track. And that, that, like Luna said, that was released earlier this year. Nan Nan, I really, really like. Moewa, I really enjoyed as well. I think both those songs are really good. Kiri Ga Naikara was also another really, really good track that stood out to me. And I think those are the ones I want to call. Like I said, I really liked them all. I don't think there's a song. I haven't heard a song yet he's put out I disliked. I think he, like I said, he really has like a, a style that I really like a lot. But uh, those, uh, my, my two cents, go listen to everything that he's done. Because I, I think he's really talented. But uh, yeah, those are just a couple. 
I, I agree. And he has such a short discography. So it, he's not a hard artist to listen to all his music. And yeah. I think you'll enjoy what you hear because he's he has an easy listening type of style that you just get pulled into it and you can't stop. That's one of the things I loved about him. I mean, I just I've been going back to him and I've been greatly enjoying all his music. And Kaido is also fantastic. I mean, both albums yes. are great. And I also highly recommend everyone checking them out. Uh, Shishun Sick, uh, which is a single, is also really, really good. Yes, that is. And that came out a little bit before... It's his like demo. shortly after... It, it came out shortly after his um, he released his album. Yes, it did. Correctly. Yes. So... Yeah, because I know that's not on there at all. No, it, it is good. not. It came out, I want to say, a month or two after. Not too long yeah. after. So, But yes, I, I recommend he doesn't have much of a discography. Check him out. You will not be disappointed. Yeah, yeah, he's really good. All right, so with that, we are going to move on to the Oricon. And it, it, actually, I also want to say thank you, Gray, for choosing Fujikaze because he has been a real treat and I, I appreciate you picking someone we all ended up loving and someone who's also really popular right now because Kiyadi is doing fantastic. Yeah, no, th th I knew I had a feeling we would all like him a lot. And like I said, I wanted to get him while he's hot, while he's, you know, on the Oricon and we're talking about him weekly. You know, I wanted to go ahead and dive into him because I, I felt like if I wait like, you know, another month or two, you know, you know, he. Kiali will be off and then it's just like the timing will be off about it. So uh, I wanted to go ahead and tackle him while, while we had him and it was my turn. So I was like, no, this is, this was a no brainer. And I, I am, I am glad that we all liked him a lot and it was my pleasure. Yeah. He, he is a great pick and or uh, speaking of that, we're going to move on to the Oricon. It's been a very interesting week. We actually got a lot more new songs than the last couple weeks, actually the past month. So I'm very excited to dive in and Gray, I'm sure you are too. You've got that right. This was a this was a good week. This was a really good week for the Oricon. There's a lot of fantastic songs that we're gonna talk about. And I, we had a busy week too. So it, buckle up. It's it's about to get fun. All right. So since we just got off the Fujikaze train, speaking of him, here he is with Kirari at number 10. And it sold a total of 25,875 points. I'm so glad he's still on here. It, he probably won't be on here next week, but we got to talk about him for the third week in a row. And I am so glad. Same. All right. And moving on to number nine, which came very close to number 10's numbers. It is Dry Flower by Yuri. And that sold a total of 26,473 points. Not much more we can say. He is also starting to drop. So he might not be on here too much longer. But we're not going to cross that out yet because you never know. Same. All right. And moving on to the next one. I'm super excited about this because it is a newer one, despite it dropping digitally earlier. It is Emotion by Chan Changun Soku. And he is a Korean vocalist who has been around for quite some time. He He's also an actor as well. And 
this is the first time we've actually seen him on the charts and I think this was a great way to start. I'm personally not familiar with him, but even though I, I do enjoy K-pop, he's been in the military since, from 2018 to 2020, so you can tell there's a break. And I think Emotion is the perfect track to come back to, as it is fantastic. I mean, this whole single is just amazing. And Gray, I would like you to tell your thoughts, because I know off air we talked about this and you enjoyed this greatly. Oh my lord. So yeah, number eight is really you're you're right. This is one good way to like really just start back off your career. Uh emotion is really good and Chan Gusoku really just ha- does a really good job of really tackling this song with amazing vocals and honestly the whole EP is really good. Uh, there I listened to the whole thing and there's not a bad song on here. They're all really good. And you really hear his vocals. Like, he's got good pipes. And, I mean, he knows how to use them, too. So, I loved Emotion. I added it to my library almost immediately upon hearing it. Uh, it's not the only song this week that's at, that I added to my library immediately. It, it's. I will say this is edging out a lot of the other songs we're going to be talking about for my song of the week. Uh, it's it's a tough call. Like there's a lot of close ones, but emotion is really really good. It's got a good hook. It's very catchy, and like I said, that man's vocals is really just beautiful, and it all comes together really well. And I, I can't. You you gotta go check this guy out because he is fantastic, absolutely great. I, I completely agree. And Star was released earlier in digital this year in March, and that is on the Emotion EP. And I think all three or all four, I'm going to say four tracks because there's a Korean version of Star in here, are just fantastic. And I'm just pretty much going to agree with Gray with this. I really enjoyed Changun Suk. I mean, he he blew me out of the water, and this is just a great way to start off the year for him, in my opinion. And I'm looking forward for more music by him. And not to mention, I am definitely going to be checking out some of his past discography, as he is a very, very talented guy. And I have greatly enjoyed what I've heard. So I want to congratulate him for making such a great comeback with Emotion. And Emotion sold a total of 30,945 points. And moving on up to number seven, it is Kaibutsu and Yasashi Suise by Yao Sobi. Still going strong, starting to drop a little bit. It sold a total of 35,889 points. Not too much more we can say. So we're going to move on up to number six, which is also a new track. I'm going to say bear with me on this because this is an Anamu one or Anamu-ish. And it is a long one. So it is Ansamburu Stazu. E.S. Airu Song Season 1 Switch Omoi no Kakera and it is by several voice actors aka characters from the game which and I'm I'm gonna do it like this Nojima Nojima Kenji who is Gakusaki Natsume and 
Ishikawa Kaito, who plays Aoba Sumugi, and Yamamoto Kazutomi, who plays Harukawa Soda in the game. And this is a Switch game, if you didn't guess with the Switch in the title. So this was a super interesting track. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. To me, it was just there. But Gray, I'm curious to hear what you think of Ansan Budista's ES Iruru song. Uh, yeah, no, this was a interesting track, and this is probably the one track that we'll talk about this week that I really don't have a whole lot to say about. It's it's an okay track. It it was hard to find, and what you could find wasn't a lot to it. So part of me feels like it's hard to judge the song by how much I heard because it's just 90 seconds. So it, it really is hard to get a feel for a song in that short time. And I, I do want to factor that in to what I have to say. But it really feels like, you know, pretty standard husbando music if I had to really label it as such and I, I don't think it's a bad thing uh but it, it doesn't stand out in any meaningful manner uh unlike another song that we'll talk about here in a little bit so for me it, it's an all right song i don't love it but you know if you're into the husbando stuff you, you might find something to enjoy about this particular track so yeah i mean it was a very like Grace said, it's very there. If you're into the video game, anime, any song type of thing where it's the voice actor characters singing their parts for the game, you'll you'll enjoy it, especially if you're a fan. For me, it didn't stick with me. It was just there. It was okay. I'm never going to listen to it again, to be honest. It's not my thing. So, But I'm glad to see it sold so well. And I'm very, very curious about this show or game. It looks very interesting. So, but Ansan Buru Stars ES Aeru Season One Switch Omoi no Kakera sold a total of thirty-six thousand and sixty-five points. And moving on up to number five, which only sold about five hundred more than five six hundred more than number six, which is amazing. It is. Ayo Shirumare wa. And it's a double A side, so I'm going to say slash Sakura ga Furu Yoru wa by Aimyon. And I love both these tracks. I'm just going to state it. But I also love Aimyon, so I'm always biased, but I do feel like these are some of the best tracks she's released in a while that were very, very memorable. Although Bokuga Yoru. Bokuwa Furu Yoru Wa was actually released a couple months ago as a digital single. So I'm glad to see a physical copy on this and this whole, the single as a whole come about because it's amazing. Great. I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this one. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Aimeon really dropped probably her two best songs that she's dropped in a long time to me personally. Both these tracks are really good, and they really get down to what makes Aimeon great. Really good, you know, like good guitar chords, and, you know, it just has that really Aimeon feel to it. I, I think it's the best way I could say it. 
If you're a fan of Aimeon and you're sitting on this, what are you doing? Uh, go check the songs out. They're really good. And yeah, it really reminded me how much I liked Aimeon because, I mean, she's had she's had other songs that I've liked, but uh, for me, you know, these two, they're almost marigold good. And I, just, I did. I enjoyed both of them. So I'll, I'll say go check them both out and uh, you won't be disappointed. I completely agree. And what I didn't realize is Imeon dropped another digital single called Supergirl in December. And I forgot about that, to be honest. The last really good single or ones that I fell in love with was Haraka no Kokoro, which was right before her she dropped her latest album, which is Oishi Pasta ga Arukite. And so hearing Ayo Shirumare wa and Sakura ga Furu Yoru wa, I mean, this is a amazing single and I highly recommend picking it up. Even if you're not an Aimeon fan, check it out because these are two of her best songs since, I would say, Haraka no Kokoro, which, I mean, was last year, but she isn't really really sponged besides her third album, so I completely understand. But recommended. Both have great, like Grace said, great guitar chords. Aimeon's vocals are amazing. And it's hard for me to say which one I love more. I want to say I think I like Sakura ga Furu Yoruwa a little bit more than Ayo Shirumare wa. But I honestly think they're both on par with each other, making it for the perfect double A-side single. Yeah, no, I agree. I think it's really hard to choose one over the other. They're both fantastic and it, it they're both equally good. So it's really hard to pick one. Like they're both great songs. Uh even the the third track on that's also really really good. Mini Scatto to Haidaito was also yeah, that was yeah. also really good. It was fun. It was super cute and different. I didn't expect a track like that and I liked it it was a I feel like that whole single was just amazing yeah yeah it, it's it's really like like I said like all, all three tracks fantastic so go out and check it out uh completely agree and the charts agreed with us too as Ayo Shiru Marewa Sakura ga Yoru Sakura ga Furu Yoru wa sold a total of 36,626 points and moving on up to, it is one of our favorite husbandos. It is the Token Danshi Team Shinsengumi with Hachisuka Kotetsu. And everyone knows Token Danshi. And the track is Scarlet Lips. I should announce that first. But that is our number four. And it's very interesting because we had another amazing token token donchi song uh i want to say about a month or two ago and it was one that still i know gray that stuck with you and i also remembered as well so how does scarlet lips compare with token donchi's last single yeah, no, I, I still listen to that last one, which Sejiyaku no Toshi. I, I love that song. I love it. I still listen to it on, almost on the daily. Just I really freaking love that song. 
is really good. That that song blew my mind, and it really, in my mind, re redefined what Token Robin Dashi could do in a lot of ways. So I, I really. I really went into Scarlet Lips with an open mind, and I will say I like it. I I don't like it nearly as much as I did that the other one. It it's a really interesting track. They really go for a more big band theme in this one, and I love big band. Uh, but I guess where it didn't blow my mind the same way the last one did. It, it's it's a really good song, but it's not great. The more I listen to it, the more I like it, and I'll probably add it to my library. It's currently not added, but I'll probably go back and add it just because I do like it a lot. Uh, I I like the other one a lot more, but Scarlet Lips is, is still pretty good overall. Like I said, I really like that big band feel that they went with it, and it's pretty good. Uh, the B-side track is also really good, and I would recommend that as well, so... Uh, it's it's worth checking out, and if you like Husbando music, I think this one's more way closer more to traditional Husbando music than their last track. So if if this is if you're a longtime Token Rumbandashi fan, I think this is something that's more up your alley than the last song because the last song is just like I said, not not even remotely close to what you expect from a Token Rumbandashi number, and I think that's why I liked it so much, but. Uh, it, it really opened my mind. Like I said, I did like this number. It, I don't love it nearly as much as I do the other. The other one's just way better. But there's a lot of things to like about this new song, and I do think they do a, a good job with it as well. Yeah, so it's kind of interesting because of how token done she is. There's a lot of different teams. And this one is a is a different team than the last one we listened to, Seijaku no Toshi. So the Seijaku no Toshi was with Higeki Kiri Hisamaru, while this, well, Scarlet Lips is with the Shinsengumi team with the Hachisuka Kotetsu. So I I like that they do this because we get to hear different versions of the Tokendanshi team. So you get the different husbandos, which I think is fantastic. So like Grace said, if you didn't care for the style Seijaku Notoshi was then you're gonna you're you might actually enjoy Scarlet Lips a lot better because it does have that big band theme going for it I will say though the b-side is blew me away I didn't hit plus on Scarlet Lips but Blue Light Song is by one of the one of the team members it's by Kashu Kiyomitsu and it is amazing that is my personal one that I loved and blue light song just the vocals the composition blew me away and I highly recommend checking that out because this vocalist just shined so much and I really hope they include more with Kashu Kiyomitsu because I loved it so I mean with that Scarlet Lips by Tokendanshi team with Token Dunchy Team with Shinsengu Oh my gosh. Scarlet Lips by Token Dunchy Team Shinsengumi with Hachisuke Kotetsu sold a total of 42,529 points. And moving up to another new track at number three, it is Kaito by Back Number. And 
I'm glad to see Back Number on the charts again because whenever they release a new single, they chart, and I love it. I personally love Kaito. It wasn't my favorite of the week, but Back Number always does solid tracks. And I honestly think Kaito is one of those solid tracks they did. It I It's not my favorite by them, but nonetheless, they do what they do best, and they chart for what they do best. But Gray, I'd like to hear what you think of Kaito. Yeah, no, this is a really good song. And honestly, it it's really good. Uh, for, for me, it's such a crowded week and there's already like so many standouts that by the time when you get to this particular track, it's really good, but not super good. So for, for me, I, I really like Kaito. The more I listen to it, the more I like it. Because I do. I think it's a really good track. Uh, but because of how crowded the week was, I think it kind of falls a little bit in the numbers a little bit. But it's a really good number overall. The melody is great. The vocals are fantastic. It's pretty catchy. And it's got this nice upbeat feel to it. And yeah, I, I do. I think it's a wonderful song. And I think Back Number does a great job on this one. Uh, and I mean, they hit number three. like, And it's not even physically out yet so this song will probably chart again when it's when it physically drops so that that's exciting as well and uh you know i'm looking forward to seeing it pop back up because it is good and it reminds me i need to listen to more back number because i haven't heard a song by them yet i dislike and it's just one of those things are like we talk about so many groups they get lost in the shuffle so i, I need to take time and check out back number because they 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 have a really good sound to them Yes, they do. And we heard their Emerald, Emeraldo, which which charted back in December. And I still think that one and Happy Birthday are my two favorites that have charted we've discussed. Although, I, I mean, I think Kaito is a great track by them. Not my favorites. But I look forward to seeing Back Number on here because they've been around for quite some time. And it always gives us a chance to talk about them and discuss their music. And on that point, Gray, this is a digital single only, so there is no physical copy. Emerald also did not have one as well. But I'm very curious to see as they've released a couple singles since the and it's been a while since their last out al- their last studio album. So I'm looking forward to seeing them maybe be putting together an album later this year, next year. But with that, Kaito sold, Kaito buyback number sold a total of 47,776 points. And moving up to number two, we still got Butter by BTS. Nothing more we can say about this. It's doing very, very well. I am not surprised, to be honest. If I'm correct in the U.S., it's being used as a McDonald's commercial. Which I can easily see that. But... I mean, Butter sold a total of 118,919 points this week. So put some butter on those pancakes. And with that, we move on to our number one, which is Kimishika Kantan by Hinatazaka46. And Gray, I'm going to let you start talking about this track because I know you are more excited about it than me. Yeah, Hinatazaka 46, once again, really drops a really good 
song. And I, I will say I'm impressed with like the consistency of Hinatazaka 46. I think they've typically have good stuff and I haven't heard, especially a leading track from, you know, their singles. I haven't heard one yet. I dislike, I, I there was one, I think I was kind of met on, but overall I tend to like them and I do get like Hinatazaka 46. It's a more general generic pop idol group stuff that they go for. That's what they do. And you know, I understand that criticism towards that towards the group for that, but you know they they know what they're doing and they do it really well. And I think this particular number is really good. Kimi Shika Katan, it's a lot of fun. And you know, I wound up listening because on Apple Music they have this special edition, so it's seven tracks instead of you know one or two. And I wound up liking all seven tracks. And this this actually ate up my whole afternoon because I think I listened to the, the whole thing like two or three times. And it, it's good. It's really good. I really love this. Like I said, they do generic idol stuff. And I, I do think if you're not into generic pop idol stuff, I don't know if you will like them. But this is a group, again, like if you do like it, like they really deliver. This is a really wonderful song it's very catchy this nice upbeat feel to it and it really hits all the notes the right way i wound up just really loving it overall and this is probably my favorite release by the group so far and i'm always excited to see hinatazaka 46 i can't wait to see what they do next i i love all these girls they're fantastic so i i i really can't wait it's gonna be good So I was okay with Kimishika Kantan de Kantan. I mean, I'm 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 super picky on my idol. If you wanted to be honest, I'm not a big idol person at all. Besides Juice Juice, on occasion, I thought Kimishika Kantan was okay. I mean, it was one of the better idol tracks I've heard recently. And I'm gonna be honest because the last couple ones I don't remember. I didn't hit the plus sign on Apple Music. I don't care to remember, to be honest. At least I didn't hit the plus sign on Kimishika Kantan. However, I will give it props for actually being better than I anticipated because I dreaded listening to it. And it was it was catchy. It had a good chorus. I think their vocals were good. I will say though, this there were two editions of this. There was a special edition which we will see in the album charts, and that had a total of seven tracks. So one of the tracks I'm going to specifically call out because I usually don't ever hit a plus on an idol song ever, especially the 46s or 48s, unless it's like back in the day. But Sekai Ni Wa Thank You Ga Furetedu is freaking amazing, and I actually loved it. And I listened to it more than once. I thought it was better than Kimishika Kantandes. So that is my honest thoughts on that. It it wasn't like I don't I don't know. It just came out to me. I think it was because their vocals were very good. The composition was very good for it. I I mean, to me that outshined the title track, but I still think all in all it was pretty good, and I can see why it sold as many copies as it did, because this is one of the better ones we've heard in quite some time, to be honest. 
So I, I would love to hear Ken's thoughts on this, though, just because I know lately me and Ken have pretty much had similar thoughts on how a lot of the 46 and 48s have been doing with their tracks being super generic and very forgettable. So I'm really curious to hear his thoughts on Kimishika Katandes. Kant- oh my gosh, why am I saying this, this, this behind everything? I don't need to. But I I would love to hear that. And Gray, I knew you'd like this when I heard it. As soon as I heard it, I'm like, Gray's going to love this whole EP. He's going to love this whole single no matter what because it's so his style. And it's also one of the better single special editions we've heard in a while. But I still think the sad thing is the B-side's better than the title track. But that's just my opinion. So... Well, and I, I will say, you know, very consistently, uh, you, you know, you take Nogizaka 46 and Hinata Zaka 46, because I mean, you know, the 46s have been doing this for a long time where they'll, they'll release like the super special edition. It'll be like seven tracks total. And honestly, you, you typically find a song in that chunk that in some way or form outshines the lead track. I mean, for me, that's how it always is. And the the, the particular song you called out is really good. I, I do agree with you. That is a really good song. Uh, but I liked all of seven of them. So for me, it's just like, hey, another great one. But yeah, like I said, the 46s are pretty, like, you know, sometimes you have to mine, mine them a little bit to really get the good stuff. But uh, the lead tracks... Like I said, uh, especially Hinata Zaka 46, I, I think is pretty consistent with their style and their quality. And I, I do think they have some really good stuff. So this was a this was awesome overall. Well, I'm I'm glad you enjoyed it because the last one I remember by them, even though I hate it, it made me remember it was Kuhn, but all their other tracks were super forgettable for me. But I will say that... Kimi Shikan Katan Katan did did very well and I mean it was catchy and I still remember it so I guess that's a good thing and I think it's because it is a catchy track and they did a very good job with it so with that we congratulate them at number one Kimi Shika Katan Katan sold a total of 501,512 points Hit over 500,000. Hooray for them because lately the 46s and 48s have not been hitting these numbers. So with that, we are going to move over to the album section. And the albums had a very interesting week as well. So we got number 10. We got Super Spin by Kuzita. And we got number nine, which I'm super happy for. And I know Ken is probably jumping up and down. And I know he bought a copy of this. It is Sikirara by Polkadot Stingray. I'm so glad to see them on there. And I need to check out Sakirara. And then we got the special edition of Kimishika Katan by Hinatazaka46. We got number seven, which is Atarashi Kajitsu by Grapevine. We got Kimito Ano Kimito Anohi Bokuwa Shinda by Equal Connect. We still got they're still doing great. Hot Sauce NCT Dream Volume One by NCT Dream. I'm so happy to see this at number four. It is Mass by Gazetto. I love Gazetto, and I'm 
so happy to see they're doing so well. They've been around for ages. Always happy to see them in the charts. We got Four Wheels, Nine Lives by Ken Yokoyama. We got Second Step by Subaki Factory. No surprise there. Subaki Factory always does well. And number one, this is, of course, an obvious given with the popularity of the anime right now. It is the TV anime Kimetsu no Yaiba, a.k.a. Demon Slayer. It is the original soundtrack for the show. And to specify, it is the the main the main character is on the cover. So, but... I mean, with that, albums didn't do nearly as good as singles, with Kimetsu Yaiba only selling about 27,000 points for the number one. But still, I mean, some great choices on here. And so I want to tell you to be sure to check out our website at ongakudu.com. And also be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram, along with Facebook at... Ongaku to you, O-N-G-A-K-U-T-O-Y-O-U. We also want to thank all of our lovely affiliates. And first off we have is Kyoru Hunter. He is a Twitch streamer and he streams mostly horror games. He has been streaming Dino Crisis, which I'm so happy because that game is amazing. And you can follow him at twitch.tv slash Kyoru Hunter, K-Y-O-U. R-Y-U-H-U-N-T-E-R. And next up, we have Timber Timber Taft, who is not only a Twitch streamer, but he is also a vocalist in his own right. He did the opening song to Devil... It was Devil Man Cry Baby. You can follow him on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Timber Taft, T-I-M-B-E-R-T-A-F-T. And moving on to my sister, Rosalie. Who is who has been actually streaming a PSP game called Diabolique Lovers? I watched the anime. I hated it. However, she said the game is a lot of fun, and you can check out her stream of that. She's also been getting into Monster Hunter, and she also got that new Pokemon stat for Twitch. So you can check her out at twitch.tv slash RainstarKitty. R-A-I-N-S-T-A-R-K-I-T-T-Y. And last but not least, we have Fangirl Has No Name who she's been going through, Final Fantasy VII. Please no spoilers, this is her first go about, so she knows nothing. And you can follow her at twitch.tv slash fangirlhasnoname, F-A-N-G-I-R-L-H-A-S-N-O-N-A-M-E. And lastly, you can follow our regular host, Ken, who mainly tweets about Ina Iba, Bang Dream, Ina Iba, and more Bang Dream, and some D4DJ. You can follow his Twitter at OTYKen1, O-T-Y-K-E-N-1. And don't forget to check out the podcast that Kyo, Timber, Fango, and Ken do called Potasaurus, where they discuss various video games, along with what's happening in the video game industry weekly. You can find them on all podcast streaming services by looking up Kyoru Hunter, K-Y-O-R-Y-U-H-U-N-T-E-R. And with that, you can follow me on several streaming sites and among other things at my anime list, Anime Planet, Kitsu, Letterboxd, and Twitter as Luna Maria87, L U N A M A R I A87. You can follow my Instagram at Nerdy Collector Luna. And Gray, 
where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at Ongaku Gray, where I tweet about what I'm watching, what I'm playing, all that fun jazz. I just picked up Near Replicant today, and I've only played like an hour or two of that. So I'm just getting started with that. Like I said, I'm really deep into SMT3. Also, if you like Tokusatsu stuff, just follow me there. All right. And with that, we want to thank everyone for listening to today's show. It was a little longer than normal due to all the great tracks on the Oricon. Hope you enjoyed this episode and we look forward to next week. Jamatane. Thank you guys so much for all that you guys do for us. And we look forward to being right back here next time. Bye bye.